Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast, the risk-tickling world of virology, brought to you by the dynamic duo of two Montreal watch enthusiasts. Enjoy dad jokes and bed puns as we deep dive into new releases, trends, reviews, and everything watch-related. Now sit back and rest assured you'll have a good time. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Black Clock. I'm not sure where we're at, but uh, we're getting up there. I think we're going to get close to 200 in the ne- for this year. Do you think we'll get there? This year we're gonna get. This is, I think, gonna be one fifty-three. Oh, nice! So we should we should get there towards the end of the year, which is gonna be a nice celebration, I guess. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! It's gonna be great. I mean, is that an achievement? No, of any sort that we spent so much time recording ourselves talking about watches. No, it's not achievement. Yeah, no, that's yeah. It, but it's something that we'll leave as a relic of that'll like permanently stain the fabric of history. Hopefully, hopefully that's. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I couldn't invent anything nice. Yeah, I couldn't invent anything useful. So at least this is going to be the way to get remembered. Uh, you know? Exactly. Um, this episode, as you, maybe if you guys were listening to the last one, um, probably not. If not, tune in. That was a fun episode. Uh, we're just going to talk about some great watches under five hundred dollars. Just created a huge list and just go back and forth See, because you know we were we often. I think our channel kind of or this this podcast tries to focus on, you know, watches that aren't obscenely expensive, even though I do follow them quite closely. But we're not going to start talking about flying tourbillons and, you know, Audemars Piguet on a regular basis and doing good stuff. Um, so I just made a list of watches that are under 500 bucks that are just great and that everyone should have. I think you did the same. And we're just going to like go back and forth on this. I don't think we, we didn't even share that list. You wouldn't even no, synchronize, no. yeah. It'll be fun. Let's see. That'll be so much fun if it's the, all the, exactly the same and we'll just end the episode in like 20 oh, minutes. The viewers will be happy with that. It's good. Early night. Let's start with yeah, a wrist exactly. check though. The sooner that I can stop listening, yeah. the better. Let's start with a wrist check though. What are you wearing this week? I am wearing an Omega Speedmaster Moonwatch. Very nice. Uh, I think um, it ties nicely into one of the new releases that I'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, uh, I'm still wearing it on the iron bespoke uh, sailcloth blue strap. Really like the like the let's say the quality of the product that he makes. Uh, obviously, this watch is super versatile. But I'm uh, I'll be curious to own. I think I've seen. I think if I'm mistaken, it was a beaver or something. It was like really cool looking uh, leather strap. Oh yeah, in black. That'd be nice. nice yeah. yeah. But yeah, Beaver is a nice uh, texture. I mean, this thing is just the, the one best. I think would look good on. I like lizard a lot. Are you talking about eating beaver or wearing it on your wrist? Both. When you say texture, Both. okay, become one with the beaver. Um, <laughs> the the I like That's the how I cure um, my uh, the visual uh, the, the you know texture of lizard as well. The pattern of the yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen. Quite you. nice. Yeah. That's how I cured my uh, allergies uh, to cats by uh, the cats to rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I slid it by the throat and ate it raw. Eating cats, <laughs> and now I'm not allergic anymore. I'm not sure that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. I, ba- I bathe in their exactly. blood, so now I'm not allergic. <laughs> I hung its body out of my window so that all of the other rabbits could see and fear me. And now I'm no longer longer allergic. <laughs> tell your friend, tell fear your me. bunny friends, this is what you get. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how allergies right, work, Dimitri. <laughs> Like I'm not a doctor. <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> All right. So that's a very nice watch. Yeah. I'm going with a watch that actually fits within this category and a brand that we love, a brand that we've had the owner on the show, uh, Momentum. So the watch that I'm wearing is the C-Quartz, but the other variant, this is the SQ30 Eclipse Solar Black Ion, and it comes on a Jubilee-style ion bracelet. What makes this one different than the other C-Quartz, obviously, other than it being black, have a look at it online. It's the same case shape. It is a solar movement, while the other one is a, a quartz one. This one's really solar. Um, but it still has the same sapphire bezel, the Monet case. Uh, and this one has the whole uh, plated Jubilee. This watch is awesome. Really is just great. And was it featured in the unrated version of Magnum PI? No, it wasn't. The it dark wasn't. side? Of this one is like a it it's okay. inspired by the rendition they had on the Chronosport UDT. The bezel action on this one though is better than the other one. 
I think it's soften, softer. The other one is softening up though, I have to say. Is it more expensive? Uh, than uh, the regular I don't know. Maybe boards? a little bit more because it's black iron plated. They always charge a little bit of a premium for it. But as a first okay. one there, I'll just, before, and we'll do releases in a second. But, you know, this brand, under 500 bucks, you can get a lot. This one, I think, is 389 Yeah. Uh, not on the bracelet, like Canadian. Yeah. And they're all built like tanks. Really built like tanks. They make some really nice watches and they do have some automatics. They have the Atlas. They have the Aquamatic. Uh, I like it particularly because they're Canadian. That uh, they have soft spot for that. But they're tough as uh, nails. Uh, St. Moritz Watch Company. Momentum Watches. Look them up. That's a good first one there. Dimitri, what do you got as a release for us? We, got a, we have a whole list here of releases. Which one did you want to talk about? Which one do you think our fans want to hear about? Oh, well, I don't know. We never, <laughs> oh. we never talk to our fans, right? They don't, sorry, they don't talk to us. So, One of the recent ones is a recreation or sorry, revival of an older brand that also didn't survive mm. the course crisis. It's a brand called Esca. They, they originally were established in 1918 and closed by 1980. They re-emerged from the dead. I think they're now owned by um, a company in France. The watch that they're starting with is called Amphibian 250, which mimics one of their models from 1960 or 1959. It, it's a diver watch. It's a skin diver watch. I think it has similarities with the Blanc Payne 50 Fathoms, but that was probably the style back in the day, right? Yeah. Uh, except that it doesn't look like a tire. It's a flat bezel, but it's a thick... Big bezel. Uh, it's, it's a, a lot it's a really of real estate. Bezel, huh? yeah? yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's, it's not an expensive... Well... Not an, I'm actually curious to hear what you think, but I guess it's one of those watches you have to you have to hold in your hand uh, because it, it features a Seiko NH38 movement, 41 hours of power reserve, water resistance to 250 meters, and uh, the Kickstarter is only starting now. So this company is just relaunching. They are starting, I think, on January 24th. The thing is, is that the Kickstarter price is 740 euros, euros. right? And the retail is going to be a thousand. Yeah, and the, and the retail is going to be a thousand fifty, which I think is quite a bit for an H thirty five. So an H thirty eight, unless you can buy today on Lucius Atelier or eBay for fifty four US dollars. The movement. So, no, I'm sorry, sorry, fifty four Canadian dollars. <laughs> so, right, yeah. So I was wrong. Right. <laughs> so. Even, the the build quality for that price. I was about to say amazing. it better be. Right? It has to like like <sighs> nothing else, like amazing. Because otherwise, if not, then you know where this money. Where is this money are you going? Ming? To? Are you? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So exactly, because it's a, it's a brand new uh, company. Mm. Uh, they chose an interesting pricing strategy, I think. Yeah. But yeah, by by no means this movement itself isn't something super impressive. It's only forty one hours of power reserve. It's a three I have to also have to chime in. You said seven forty. That's the Kickstarter price. After that goes up to a thousand euros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The retail price is a thousand fifty, which is a lot, right? It's a like if you miss out on the Kickstarter, that's quite a bit for that watch. So interesting to see. Obviously, I'd like to see the reviews when they start appearing online. But uh, it is. Uh, it's a, a nice looking watch, but that's good that's all I can say watch, right now. But you know, comment seven forty euros for forty euro movement. Yeah, um, very pricey. Like looking at the details on the dial, it looks like the markings are not applied, right? It looks like it's painted on. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know. Anyways, TBD. I'm curious to see. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money. It's supposed to be French, Besançon, probably made in China. Anyway, I really need to see some video reviews of this. The renderings look great. But uh, you know, that's all I'll say about that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at a, like a high resolution picture. I see that the uh, markings they're not applied, but they are. Uh, what's the uh, the other ways? And when they are applied or uh, um, pushed in, like a stamped. They're, they're sorry, they're applied in they're indices, a or they're level. just. Uh, it's like they're cut cut out in indices, right? Like you can see that the uh, they are kind of so under under the dial. The dial is on top of the indices. Also, oh, it's like recessed. It's, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what sandwich? the sandwich. Like kind of yeah, recessed exactly. No. They look like plotted loom. They look like like just chunks of loom on uh, the dial. So they seem like painted indices. You know, they're just they're painted uh, and not applied. The twelve, three, six, and nine. The numbers are uh, painted. Yeah. Uh, The markings are like applied, uh, recessed, like you said, or recessed. Well, it looks like they're recessed from this angle. Maybe I'm wrong, but from the angle that I'm looking at, oh, I know what you see. It seems like the dials cut out and they're recessed. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. 
lot of kashish. It's a nice looking watch. A lot of kashish. A lot of kashish. Yeah. Uh, let's go somewhere else. I will talk. Ooh, yes. Hamilton. Nice. They just came out with the new Hamilton Khaki Aviation Pilot Collection. Something that I think they needed to refresh. I was talking to Leon from Monaco. He says this one was, it just needed to 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 be reimagined. Uh, Imagined. They came out now with this pilot's watch now in two sizes, a 42 millimeter size and a 40 and a 36 millimeter. What's interesting here is that they kind of took inspiration from the former 46 millimeter version of their diver. They removed the day or the date. Wednesday is the day. They remove the day that's written normally at the 12 where it says Wednesday. Um, and they got rid of that. They got rid of all together. Now they have a day date at the three. They've also taken like the Rehot, the chapter ring. It's kind of carved out for the indice of three and nine. So it kind of like carves within it and the six. The hands have been kind of skeletonized. A really nice touch is that the 24-hour indicator, as it's a B dial, is... Um, it can be seen through. It's perfectly framed through the hour hand as it goes uh, around. It um, looks really great. I need to see it. Uh, they carry two movements. The 36 millimeter, I believe, is carrying the uh, H10 automatic, while the 42 millimeter is carrying the H30, which is just a slightly modified ETA, uh, also known as the Powermatic 80. So same thing. Um, they both have 80 hours power reserve. Uh, really nice watch. The 36 millimeter with a steel bracelet. They come in at about a thousand Swiss francs. The 42 millimeter on the steel bracelet comes in at the same price. I think with the letter straps, a little bit cheaper. It's like 30. And those are, it's like 70 Swiss francs uh, less. You know, I think it's responding to a trend of the uh, smaller watches. So 36 millimeter pilots. If we go, oh, really? A pilot watch of that, right? Okay. 42 millimeter looks just right. I think it looks really, really good. We'll have to see them in the flesh. In the 42 millimeter, there's a black dial. No, so there's a blue dial, a green dial, and a, I believe, silver dial. And then in the smaller uh, 36 millimeter, you have like a silver dial, a, a rose gold, a indice sort of with the hands. Uh, midnight blue, silver, and black dials for the 36 millimeter references. So the models are green, blue, and silver for the 42 millimeters. Sorry, just confirm that. So, yeah, I'm happy they did something. They needed to revamp their pilot line a little bit. Uh, good on them. I like some of the the changes that were there. I love the the carve out of the the hour hand, the replacement, the move the date, uh, refresh of the dial. Looks good. Yeah, I agree. I'm not super. Let's say into or familiar with the uh, Hamilton Pilots watches. Just, you know, design-wise, it's just not my cup of tea, but this is very cool. By the way, those recessed uh, markings at uh, yeah. 3, 6, and 9, right? That, that's what I kind of saw in Esco. When they're recessed, they like, they eat into the chapter ring. They cut out the chapter ring to like go into it, right? That, yeah, that's right. what you meant. That's, or recessed like right. sandwich dial. But also, right? but... but but in the dial itself, right? It, uh, it, it They no. cut out a piece of the dial where the mm -hmm. those markings are. At least that's, but all of that, by the way, with that Swiss Paramatic 80 movement, and obviously Hamilton has a lot of history, less than the retail price of that Escalade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That watch is going to be. So it's a thousand dollars, a thousand euros about. It's like 1500 Canadian. You haven't gotten so, a discount from your AD yet that you can negotiate on these watches. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. It is, uh, it's very nice. It's very pretty. And I like that they have a lot of different sizes yes. and uh, colors. Uh, I actually like the white. The white is very yes. cool. Did you have two more uh, releases? Because I, yes. I think I know one of the right. releases you're going to do, but we wanted yeah. to end with that one. I have two more releases, yes. Okay, so go one, with the, the non-Timex non, the non one. <laughs> Not the last one. The, exactly. the previous one. The, the previous one. last, yeah. Of the two. Yeah. Uh, all right. So well, part of the reason why I'm wearing the Speedmaster is because there's a recent release from Omega. Oh, yeah. It's the like another version of the Speedmaster yet again. You know, once a month they have a new version of a Speedmaster, which is great for all of the fans of the classic Speedmaster, right? To have so many, to dilute the brand name so much with so many re releases. However, this one is very pretty. This is the um, Omega Speedmaster Dark Side of the Moon Apollo 8. In general, and as you probably have heard, uh, Omega has a pretty strong connection to space exploration. I did hear that somewhere, once or twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw it somewhere like at a bus stop. 
um, I mean, initially it was a, a racing chronograph in 1957, but then because of the NASA um, application and uh, becoming the uh, official watch of all astronauts, uh, you know, the space story has become the most famous part of Omega Speedmaster. And they are doing a version that is popular among people. And oh, you, you like the Dark Side of the Moon versions. So this is a, a larger watch. This is a 44.25 uh, yeah. diameter watch that is black ZR2 ceramic case, brushed and polished. It has a fixed ceramic bezel, the tachymeter scale, which is amazing. Like in terms of materials, this is super cool. All of the pushers and the crown are also ceramic. And this one features a, what they call like, it's like a partially skeletonized uh, design. The movement is a new movement. It's the it's using the let's say the updated movement that's used in the current Speedmaster, the thirty eight sixty one. But this one is a thirty eight sixty nine, giggity, which is basically Metis. kind of more decorated than the regular one because it uh, accounts for the fact that there's a there are pieces of the design which is basically the the texture and the, I guess the geography of that portion of yeah. the moon that they're trying to show. And it's implemented on the right. movement itself as well, because there's an open case back, and there's a there's like it's, it's nice. In terms of decoration, it's it's a beautiful watch. Again, uh, some people will find it large because forty four point twenty five is a lot. It's not in height; it's not too much, but it is lug to lug fifty millimeters, which is right. a lot, I think. Um, not a lot of people can wear this. Again, it has that new movement that's uh, anti-magnetic, like a very cool mechanical chronograph updated version of the 1861 that I have, which is the in turn an updated version of the 18 861, I think. Very pretty watch. I like the like little details on the case, like uh, one of the sub dials, the uh, the the hand on one of the sub dials, the left sub dial has the shape yeah. of the rocket. From the Apollo 8 mission. And Which is made of that, titanium. I think that whole, exactly, that whole hand is made yeah. from titanium and it features different colors. And the way the colors were achieved is also very interesting. Like it's through heating, Laser. Through cooling, and like it's application. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, pretty, Laser. it's pretty awesome. So, all in all, I think it's a very pretty watch. It's a watch that you'd want to look at and you'll find more and more things every time you look at it. But it is expensive. <sighs> it's 15,700 yeah. euros. So, I don't like the price. I think it's big, kind of cumbersome. Um, I'm a fan of the dark side of the moon. Don't like the color scheme too much. Love the rocket hand. Very cool. Because, but I'm not a fan of black and yellow. Um, oh, really? <laughs> the other thing I don't like about this watch, I will say, and it's just, a, and Omega's got to fix this. I'm sorry. Grand Seiko with exposed case backs can give you 100 meters water resistance. I was changing the strap on my Tag Heuer Monaco. Dude, that thing also has 100 meters of water resistance. This, there's no reason why I can't. They just can't give you 100 meters of water resistance. And you can at least shower with this thing, especially if this comes included with a yellow rubber strap. So just up it a little bit. Just eat. It's a little seal, guys. It's not even a diver. Just put 100 meters of water resistance. And a disclaimer but, that says, do not engage the chronograph underwater or when it's wet. That's it. You'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway, just it's for such a large, just a big, dude, grand feu enamel, box shape, fixed sapphire bezel, this huge uh, an aluminum dial, laser uh, moon texture oh, it's uh, hand. Beautiful. Like, it's crazy. 50 meters of water resistance. A little underwhelming for me in that case. Well, that's all. You know, just 50 meters, yeah, but like it's not like they can't do it, right? Because in terms of engineering achievements, I Omega just, can do anything they want, right? I agree. There's probably some reason that they just decided that they don't need to do it, but I agree with you that it's it ridiculous make to it have a watch for 50 meters. Here's the other thing. You have the the one that Tesla lied, the one. You have all your reasons you talked about in the last episode. And then there's the one that's the sapphire sandwich. Why would someone get the sapphire sandwich? Because it really is much more convenient on my day-to-day. -day. I want to be able to bang it around and keep it in, you know. So, But there's another the, reason about that one, right? It's because the movement itself that's in my watch is, is a beautiful movement with a lot of history. Right. And showcasing that movement is something that maybe people want to do as well. No, I agree. But why? Yes. But they put the sapphire crystal... Because they want it to be something that is able, is functional, right? Sapphire crystal is functional more than anything else. Why not Hesolite? It's Saf See, they just kept going Hesolite. They went with Sapphire because Sapphire is just more resistant. So my point is also just give it 50 meters more water resistance. And then you're set. Like yeah. Everyone could be really, like, that's perfect. Really I don't need anything else. I can wear this watch everywhere. Swim with it. No problem. Anyways. It, it doesn't need a screw down ground for that, uh, exactly. for that depth, right? It's, it's, All it's those 5KXs, those so Seiko 5KXs have 100 meters of water resistance to pull push ground. Anyway, um, yep. 
Yeah, that's that release. So you're a hater, basically. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I'm a so, hater. I'm a yeah. hater. Um, let's get into. I'll go into one more release before you go into your last one. Oh, and this one maybe could be one that's on the list. Oh yeah, Uh-oh. value proposition. Tiso re- released Le Luck Powermatic 80 20th anniversary. I can't believe that's already been 20 years. They released now a dress watch. A very simple three-handed textured dial with a nice uh, railroad track. Not even railroad track. I think it's like this this beautiful design. Everyone knows a lot about Tissot. Been around forever. They released the Le Luc collection 20 years ago. And now this is a watch that they're celebrating it. It is a uh, 39-millimeter diameter dress watch. It is below 10 millimeters thickness. So it's not too thick, but and it's not too thick. It's perfect for business attire. It has a polished top surface, vertical brush flanks on the case. It has 30 meters of water resistance, which I'm sure will, <laughs> but it is a dress watch, so disappoint some. Sapphire crystal. It has an embossed reversed clou de Paris pattern. Obviously, it's not going to be a hand guilloché dial, but it does give you that feel and that, that that's looking at it. The numbers that say 20th anniversary, for uh, they're blue. The second hands is blue. What else do we have here? We have a nice date wheel at the three cut out right over that like guilloché. Uh, this one has the Powermatic 80. I like what they did on the case back because it kind of exposes the movement through these slight windows, but it's written uh, Tissot 1853 um, with some of the statistics around it. It's a 19 millimeter lug width uh, for this one. And it comes like on, on an alligator like leather strap. <clears throat> And as well, a seven-link stainless steel bracelet. Um, this watch is like 750 euros, which is a lot of watch for this money. Uh, special edition, not limited, but uh, it's very, very nice. I have to say that uh, I'm glad that they um, came out with a dress watch like this. And um, this could be a good uh, starter watch, right? If you're in, uh, looking for a dress watch for everyday dress wear, this is one that could be on that list. It's a very beautiful and well-executed watch. For right? sure. For sure, and um, you know, like like you said, a starter watch. That was my starter watch, right? Not the local specifically, but I had a Ballad Three yeah. automatic. You know, like a nice dress watch with a Eta Twenty Eight Twenty Four. This one is a, a bit of a nicer, more expensive version. And what they've done is like it, it's a very classy looking dress watch. Very nice. I like the dial quite a lot. Yeah, actually. I do. I love the texture. It's it's not boring. Normally yeah. they're boring. I I don't find it too too yeah. boring. So it's nice. And actually, I, I've noticed Tissot has been releasing interesting things lately. Like they are, they have a lot of a lot more successes than they have misses. Absolutely. You look at this the, exactly. Carl bought that Ciderol. Very cool. I don't know how it's yeah. doing, but yeah, it is great. selling. Uh, came out of nowhere. Three hundred meters what of water resistance. Beautiful the watch. PRX was been a killer. Absolutely beautiful watch. Um, oh yeah. Well made watches. Yeah. I'm thinking, what else did they come yeah. out with? That's. Uh, their telemeter look great. Well, I did the PRX in uh, 30, and like a smaller yeah, size, 35. right? Yeah, 35. Yeah, they have the PRXs. And then, oh yeah, they really in, improved the C-Star, which looks really, really great. In their Heritage collection, they have like the telemeter. They have the uh, 1973. They have the 1938, which is just a three-hander that's cost-certified for like 1100 bucks Canadian. Oh, yeah. Also yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. They have the Porto, nice. which is like this tonneau-shaped style case. Um, they have the Viso Date, which is a very good-looking 12369 watch. Uh, they have quartz and automatic versions of that. Yeah, that's what they came out recently. It's just really, really nice. Anywho, what did you have as your last release? So this one, I think, came out maybe a couple of weeks ago now. It's from um, a little, let's say, watch shop called the Timex. The they updated like one of their most classic versions of one of the classic models called Marlin. Now this is the Marlin Jet Automatic thirty in thirty eight yeah. millimeters. Um, so you know like, it dates back to the sixties, where was design and original Marlin comes from. It's kind of a design of how they f- saw future or maybe futuristic yeah. design from the sixties. So it, now it looks like modern modern retro or something like that. I don't know if that's the best way to describe this. Uh, the Marlin line in general is a very very well known and a very popular line among Timex watches. This one is, I think, unique and interesting because 
the design itself features a small sub-dial at 9 o'clock. It's a, it's a nice, very comfortable watch, 38 millimeters. It has a Hesalite uh, crystal and uh, comes on a, like not a bracelet or a regular strap. It's like a NATO strap. And it's a, well, it's not a, really a NATO. It's like a high quality fabric yeah. strap. Yeah. I, actually, I think it's a, it's a Perlon. Perlon strap. That's correct. To be exact. It's Perlon, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it's not a big watch by any means. It doesn't have much of a water resistance, but you know, on the plus side, it's only $289 which I think is a great watch to own, and it ties very well with our today's topic of discussion. Some of the improvements from the other earlier Marlin lines, this one is 38 millimeters, while the other Marlin line that they re-released was 40 millimeters. This one also, in the jet side of it, it has a 24-hour register, which makes you go, why would you need that? As if you're traveling, you're, oh yeah, it's, this, it's during day and night, thinking of those pilots. It's indicated Marlin on the chapter ring on like this, you know, pronounced Hesalite underneath it. So you can see it at the six o'clock. And this watch honestly makes me think of uh, the movie Catch Me If You Can. I don't know why. <laughs> That's why it makes me think of. It's like something maybe DiCaprio but was I mean, wearing when he was running through the airport. You always think of DiCaprio, always. right? Most things make you think of DiCaprio in movie season. Yeah. So. And the Roman Empire. Well, two things. Who is yeah. the DiCaprio of the Roman Empire times? Yeah. Oof. I don't know. I don't know. Brutus. Yeah. Great watch and a great pick. Very nice looking watch. Very nice looking watch. I, I mean, I like Marlin in general, but uh, this is, this is a really good watch. Very nice looking, especially for that price. It's hard to beat. So can I, um, while we're on that right now, I want to share some other watches from Timex that I think fit in this sub five hundred dollars that anyone could get. Oh yeah, you had shared it before. The Expedition North Titanium 41 millimeters has a recycled fabric strap. This thing is 200 meters of water resistance. Like I said, titanium. This thing comes in at 479 Canadian. Beautiful. All around her, you know, Hamilton. I was like, man, this thing knocks the Hamilton out of the park. Beautiful textured dial with like that green loom. It's one great pick from Timex there. The other one that I had there as well that um, I was like, God damn, it's also really, really great. Is the um, the Timex Q? I just picked one up from Tom Todd Snyder. So the re- the battery can be removed from the back just by using a coin or a small flathead screwdriver. It has like this two tone. It's a day date. It says Q, and it's just a beautiful, subtle. So all the Timex Qs I think is one that you could easily get under um, five hundred dollars. They're just beautiful. There's GMT versions of it with a Superman and Batman. There's a Timex Q that the regular one. I even had the Segon Segon one. It is, it is a great option from Timex that you can really get into the hobby, get something quite beautiful and really affordable from a brand that has a lot of credibility. So Timex is really one that you should be considering. A lot of people say, "Well, it's cheap and their quality control is bad." For some stuff, I agree, they're not great. And even at $500 Canadian, you can get uh, their Giorgio Galli, the S2. Not the new one that has the uh, uh, crazy uh, $1,000 Salida, but the, but the one that I have in my hand right now, Yeah, you can get. It's 38 millimeter, comes on a rubber strap. It is a Miyota Movement 9000 uh, Sapphire Crystal, and it has like a carved out case. Uh, what do you call it? A molded case. And this thing is like 550 Canadian. So if you sign up... Yep. And your email's new, you get 15% off. There you go. There's your $500 right now. And, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that uh, we didn't sync up. That was my first pick. Oh, was it? Okay. Well, not first. It was one of my picks. Uh, there's no or- specific order, but it was one of my picks where I was like, okay, so I'm going to pick mostly micro brands, it seems, for the value, right? Uh, but this was the non micro brand uh, pick, which is specifically that one. It's the, the Giorgio Galli S1. That's not, the not crazy expensive one. It's. Yeah. I've held this watch. I you know you, you own. It. It's a beautifully executed, very original, very nice looking watch. Absolutely, the S one thirty eight there. Oof, really, really good. They have a gold version as well that's limited. I think that one's out of stock, but they have like an all black cased one as well with a black dial. I think. Yeah, I love that one. But yeah, so just to echo your words about um, you know Timex could be perceived as something that uh, is not of high quality. Yeah, that's because they have a lot of stuff. Uh, they you know just like Seiko or Citizen, which are also great brands. Uh, they have some stuff that might be very cheap and not of not actually no not high quality, but they also have some really really awesome stuff. You just have to know what to look for. Right. So I'll jump in. 
into my first brand. Uh, they are quite popular in the world of enthusiasts, and I think I have mo- a lot of my picks are going to be from micro brands. This is Traska. Uh, Traska is a relatively new, like pretty much most micro brands or independent brands. They've originated in Florida in 2018. Their motto was always the um, creating durable, timeless, and affordable watches. You know, it's it's been the let's say the philosophy of a lot of watchmakers. But I think this specific company executes it really well. They do make some really high quality watches with really really good movements for, I would say, very affordable price. And this isn't let's say my own perceived opinion they are very popular in the watch community sometimes they're hard to get anyways so this watch a specific watch that i picked i mean to be honest anything from Traska is great but you can't really buy anything for under 500 bucks this is the i think one of the earlier versions if not the first version of uh, watches that they've released is it's the commuter the commuter 36 specifically so brand new version costs like a little over 500, so 550 USD or something like that. So it kind of fits into that category, but you get a lot of watch for that price. And, you know, owning the Rolex Explorer 36, this is a great size, great shape of a watch. This is a Gato watch. Why I really like it is because there's, the color combination is amazing. The, like, the the design is not offensive, but also not boring. So it's something that will grow on you and you will probably like for many years to come. And it features... A lot of, let's say, bells and whistles that a good watch should. It has 100 meters of water resistance. It has a, a let's say, a high-quality, let's say, higher-grade uh, Miura 9000 movement in there. Super Luminova, uh, a nice thrilling bracelet, polished, obviously. Uh, it comes in four different colors. I think there's a slate gray, there's a, like a white, blue, and more like an aquamarine. It's mint. Uh, all of them are... Uh, it's not, is it really greenish? Is it? Is it's it mint. I, I think that's mint? the okay. name of it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of videos. It was on my list actually. I, I think but they're all very pretty colors. Yeah. I would honestly like. I go for the. I mint. wouldn't even know which one to pick. Uh, yeah, that one is nice. Yeah, it's true. It's mint green. So it's yeah. sans. Um, well, it's a commuter thirty-four. Yeah, so it's mint green, sterling silver, slate gray, and Asian blue, yeah. which are all very nice. They're all sunburst. The the non-mint color. Uh, all of the other ones are sunburst, and the mint is mint is pretty also. Right. So. I think in general, great brand. If you can get your hands on one of those, go ahead. You won't. Uh, you won't make a mistake. So, a couple of things about them. You will read a lot of quality control issues, but that their the customer service is really, really great. From Robert Mack or John Mack, I think it's the name of the person who owns it. Been around for a while, so I read a lot of reviews on this watch. What's really impressive about this, not even the nine thousand movement, which is well because it's well priced at five hundred dollars for a nine thousand movement. Autodromo puts in thousand that movement in a thousand dollar watch just to give everyone an example. They also harden the case and the bracelet up to twelve hundred vickers, putting a coating of what they call a you know it's just a harden the case. Twelve hundred vickers is what you see on cases from Archimedes and even Damasco and Zim, because but it's not tegmented, but it's just hardened as a, um, a hardened case. Lastly, I think the watch is a perfect Oyster Perpetual option. That's exactly what it looks like to me. It looks just like the Oyster Perpetual. And the mint green, I've seen a lot of videos. I even saw it in person. It looks great. It is not blue. It is not like the Tiffany blue. That color, he'd been mm-hmm. making that that mint green since he started in like 2015 or 2013 even, 2015 or 2014, whatever they started. It started a while back, but before all the craze of Tiffany Blue came in. So good props to them. I'm glad that you mentioned Traska. We haven't seen it in person, huh, this watch? That's not a wind-up. So, right? I've they seen it in person, but um, not. it wasn't a wind-up. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. One that we have seen in person is Laurier. Did, yeah, Laurier has to be one of them. When you look at the Neptune and pretty much everything they created, all, they're all between five and six hundred bucks. Yeah, they have this nice Zulu time now. That's like a rendition of the Tag Heuer full loom dial and the Arnie and the Top Gun Orfina. That is uh, the Porsche design Orfina, the Mario Andretti watch, right? And it, these watches are all between five and six hundred dollars. True GMT movements in them. They all have the Miyota nine thousand movement for their divers and other one. Great, um, how can I say, neo-vintage, not neo-vintage. It's just vintage-style modern watches from a micro brand. Unisex in design, so they're all always on the smaller side of things. I think their divers are 38, a Grey Tudor Black Bay 58 alternative. Um, a couple from New York, 
teachers, French teachers that ended up uh, wanting to start a watch brand. I'd urge you to listen to the episode of us interviewing them. They make excellent quality watches for a really great price. Yeah. Uh, for anybody interested, it's episode 121 uh, where, uh, Kevin, you were interviewing them, uh, Lauren and Lorenzo Ortega. Where were you in that? Where were uh, you traveling? Somewhere. Where were you? I can't remember. Tell us. Uh, well, that was in early, 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 yeah, probably. I just probably didn't want to be part of any of this. Was it, was it like your trip to like, uh, Iceland? No, no it wasn't one of that, uh, that was, that was like no. seven years prior to that. Uh, but you're close. It's, yeah. it's, it's in my lifetime. <laughs> um, yeah. It, so you, I was curious cause I, yes, Lori is also on my list. The one that I wanted to mention, that I really love the watch when I saw it at uh, wind up. Is there a new version of Hydra? So it's a Hydra Series 3. It costs a little over yeah. 500. And it's a true GMT movement, which is crazy. Yeah. Again, I'm kind of going a little bit above, but I think it's totally worth it spending maybe 560 instead of 500. Yeah. Uh, that it's a Mayora or Miura 9075 automatic movement with an independent hour hand. It's great. And it's a diver because it's a it has um how much? Uh, Twenty bar, two hundred meters of water resistance as well. Right, like a, that's a an all around beautiful watch. It's very dressy looking as well, and I guess to go together with the 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 retro style and also maybe bring, keep the price a little down is the the fact that it has a, a Hesselite crystal instead of sapphire. Absolutely, great quality watches. Yeah. And oh, while yeah. we're in that vein, gorgeous, well built. I just want to take a quick pivot. We all saw them and wind up notice, and you know this. Great quality watches for their price. We recently talked about one on the episode called the Sector Deep. This one comes in at five ninety nine US. It's a little bit over, uh, but this thing has a Destro case, so the crown is located on the left side of the case. It has five hundred meters of water resistance. It's a four. It's so the case is thirty eight millimeters, but forty two millimeters in the bezel. So the bezel is really larger than the case. Thirteen point six millimeters th uh, thick, forty seven lug to lug, twenty millimeter lug width. It has a dual functioning bezel, so it has a sixty minute bezel and a GMT bezel. The bezel's DLC matte black that's fully loomed, five hundred meters of water resistance. Like I said, it has a Nodex or the, the proprietary clasp, quick release spring bars. Um, the movement, if I'm not mistaken, in this one, it's the Seiko NH35. So there's the same movement of the one that you talked about in ESCA. The same movement. And this watch is 599 US dollars and well, well, much more spec'd out than the one that we talked about uh, before. Notice they have a lot of other uh, great watches, but this one I think is very unique as a, as a diver. I really love it and the, like the indices are all sunken into the into the chapter ring uh, the date as well just matches and uh, just a really really cool watch oh very nice watch. And, and you know to kind of uh, you know not I don't want to say the word to shit more on Esca but it has that NH38 movement which is the more simple version of the NH35 who has no date window right 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 so it's a three-hander and it's like it's I'm assuming it's an even cheaper movement than exactly. the 35 Oh, so, sorry. Yeah. And notice and they regulate the movement that... notice. They regulate it to be plus or minus 10 right. seconds a day. So oh, yeah. they take the time to regulate it. Which is pretty good. Hell yeah, to regulate it. Yeah. Because uh, I think the regular NH35 is like 25 seconds. Yeah, so they give you a regulated like watch at plus or minus 10 seconds a day. That's great. It's perfect. It's good that you mentioned notice because my comment on that and that brand was anything notice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. No specific watches. Okay. So I'll, I'll jump into the next one. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Notice, but they definitely deserve a spot. There. They are extremely well built, like unbelievably. When I, I remember, the, I think it was the first year we went to wind up. When I when I touched, it, I was like, the guy. Well, the I can't remember the name, but the, one of the guys who maybe the owner, one of the guys who was there, told me the price of their watch, and I was like, what? you said how much? <laughs> yeah, you were shocked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was really, I was, I was really surprised. Yeah, it's like um, because it, it didn't make it's sense. Wes and Cullen, the, the two guys. Wes, uh, Wesley or Wes and Cullen. Yeah, the nice guys. Um, my next brand and also one of the brands that I really want to own that I don't own yet and they're fellow Canadians and they're very, has a lot of history, especially around the military. I'm sure you can guess. I have my list too. It's the Marathon, yeah, of course. Uh, the Marathon Watch Company. They were founded in Ontario in 1904 as a Weinstrom Watch 
and then later renamed to Wine Brothers. And then eventually in 1939, the name Marathon Watch uh, was born. Uh, this company in the early years was seriously involved with the military. I think they were supplying the Allied forces uh, in the World War II with um, uh, mechanical instruments. As well as, I th- I'm not sure if they were making watches for that uh, at that time yet. I think they were supplying watches as well, but they were producing, yeah, they were producing uh, timepieces for the Allied forces. And that was kind of like the, the beginning of the company's deep involvement with the military over the years. And they have a lot of different variations. They have a lot of really cool watches. What they're known for is extreme, well-built quality and indestructive materials. So like they are non-destructible watches. The one that I really want to own and then the one that's kind of fitting the category is the the Pilot Navigator. I think it's just it's just Navigator. You have that watch. That one is like a non a non-symmetric watch that has an, an interesting design. It is a very like an interesting case. I think it costs a little over 500 bucks again. It's like fiber shell. I'm slightly exceeding. It's like fiber shell. Yeah. It is fiber shell. And there are different colors. It has an, like an interesting, very cool looking, um, it kind of looks like plastic, but it isn't. It has an interesting and cool looking, let's say crown guard that basically like extends throughout the whole length of the case. Yeah. And the color I like is that olive green. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous with no date, nothing. You can get it in quartz. And by the way, it's also a, it's an ATA, a high torque F06 quartz. So, again, like a cool watch, very military, very purpose built, but it's very inexpensive. And I think it's like we've, we've we, we looked at the other products from that brand. They make like amazing quality products. One thing that I didn't know it was an interesting surprise to learn also is that when they ship watches, they often add interesting perks, like like a little, yeah, like a little uh, watch tool from a good brand, like a Bergeon, you know, watch tool. So this is very cool as well. They got a baseball they really cap. Take their stuff seriously. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then like speaking to the guys and the owner, like the the guys running the company were there. Uh, speaking to the guys, the impression they left is that like they approach everything with excellence meaning they don't take shortcuts it's high quality they don't they don't uh, accept anything less and i really like that uh, approach i think the coolest thing about that watch that needs to be considered as well is they also um have tritium on the dial on the indices so there's no you know luminescence needed to engage or charge up the indices they are um uh, how do i say um it's a radioactive material that has a shelf life of like 20 years. So even if you leave it in the drawer, it will always be shining. And the last thing is for those purpose watches that Dimitri was talking about or the navigators, they come with fixed spring bars. So the intent is you'll never lose uh, your watch. So, it's, But it's a single pass uh, NATO or fabric strap. Uh, just a beautiful all-purpose built watch. I have the sand one here with the black dial that just shared to me. Do you have a date window in there? Eh? I chose one with date, yeah. What's the, is, is it the same quartz uh, movement? High torque ETA, right? Torque. How accurate is it? Uh, so the Navigator in Steel is a high accuracy quartz. It's like 10 seconds a year. I think this is 10 seconds a month or something. A little bit less, maybe better. Wow. Which is good. <laughs> no complaints. It is really good, yeah. yeah. Like any quartz watch, but it's also like, it's super lightweight. You could do anything you want with this watch and beat it up and everything. And it's just a really, also it's a, very cool watch, I think. That's what makes it uh, really a lot of fun. and uh, yeah. yeah, Something you'll always be happy with. This one was also developed together for the military. I think it was uh, initially in 1986. And uh, uh, it is a very original, very unique looking watch. I think in general, Marathon, any watch from them is 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 uh, amazing value for the, uh, for the money. Right. Bulova also offers a nice array of watches a lot of history with the Boulevard. Great video from the Urban Gentry to watch like 30 minutes where he visits, the, visits in New York, the Museum of Boulevard. Great to hear from them. Talks about all of the different watches. They're linked to Elvis Presley. They're linked to Frederick Lindbergh. Lindbergh? Frederick Lindbergh? Whatever. Was what it? The, the soccer player? No. Frederick um, Lindbergh? Yeah. That's the soccer player. Yeah. The pilot. From Sweden. What's his pilot? Oh. The pilot? The Limburg. I don't know. Limburg. Okay. Anyway, Limburg, Limburg. baby. That like Bill Limburg. Anyway. That's from uh, Office Space. 
<laughs> Bill Lumberg. Um, <laughs> Bill Love has a great history. Their war contributions. There's a watch apparently that won the war called the A11. Praesidus does some excellent renditions of watches, the A11 being one of them. The story behind the watch that won the war is that they would all sit there around the, uh, the, the room and they would say, everyone synchronize your watches at this time. And then they go, hack. And that's when they would all start timing. Timing was incredibly important when they would conduct bombing and different missions. So the Bull of a Hack is a good example of a watch you can get for under $300 Canadian off Amazon. Great, simple, all-purpose military watch. I'm going on that angle because you were talking about Marathon. Praesidus, another brand that is more uh, of a micro brand, but incredibly inspired by military watches, done in a, in a, in a proper, I would say, modern way from a, a, um, the materials, but the sizing, they really keep them true to form. He has watches that are 34, 33 millimeters in size, respecting what they used to look like, but they come in modern materials. He has inscriptions and collaborations with Tom Rice and other people like Joe, like gunners from the, who fought in the, uh, the Battle of the Bulge. Just an awesome brand in general. Uh, all excellent prices. Citizen, the Nighthawk. How can you not mention that watch? That watch comes in as well. Super robust. You can get that watch for like 300 Canadian dollars on eBay right now. The Nighthawk has 200 meters of water resistance, a GMT function, and it's a good looking watch. It has a really occult following, just like the Seiko SNA 411 that's discontinued. Uh, but they have Blue Angels editions. They have a bunch of different ones. So if you want a pilot military style watch, that's another not only brand, but a watch that you can get that has a lot of credibility, a lot of history behind it as well. Anyway, those were my, like my military ones that I had left on my list. Le left on my list here. Yeah. Did you um, do you have CWC in the list of military watches? No, they're expensive. I didn't go into that, but they have some that I think they're like four hundred pounds. No, the definitely they they are on the more expensive side. But the, let's say the 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 cheaper one of them, the G10, yeah. is on is under five hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's like meant to be disposable, is, that one, but it's this very similar yeah. marathon, yeah. all you all purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, for that price, you can get more from Marathon. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. CWC used to be like contracted, but I think that, yeah, they're just carrying a lot of cachet still yeah. with their name here. Another one I think I would is worthy of a mention is the brand that we, I don't think we, either of us have seen in person, but we know about it quite a bit, obviously, because we, we, all we ever do is read about watches. It's the brand from, it's big in Asia and Jody from One More, Just One More Watch is, you know, raving about it all the time. It's Zelos. I have one. You have a Zelos. When did Hold you on. get it? Yeah. I even posted it on Instagram. It is the best bang for buck. It's on my list. Hold on. Keep really? talking about it. I'll get it. I have it here. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. So you have a Zelos. What? I, I didn't see it then. Did yeah. I, did I see it? I don't no, you think didn't I've see seen it. it. No. No, I didn't see it. Okay. This, okay. This so thing, I was like, how can I not know about this? Look at the post it's on Instagram. I say it is the probably the best bang for buck watch you can buy, period. Period, okay, well, by far, by a mile. Okay, so then I'm not lying, right? When I said that... Oh, you yeah, didn't see I it because I posted I've it on it, our Instagram, but it's, I've but seen it's the picture, yeah. our Instagram. This thing is a yeah. monster. Yeah, and it was so easy version, to get it. Just to talk about, you can you can speak about it. So I'm just going to well, tell the version. I'm wearing. I have this yeah. is a Swordfish 40, and this is the light blue indices with the meteor dial. Oh, okay, very cool. Was it yeah, easy to get? I, yeah, when it was there, the like you have to just be relatively quick. But they sell out, you know, quickly, but not like minutes. Like you have a week to make up your mind, right. and okay, you can buy it. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Awesome, because uh, so this brand is again, it's one of the independent brands that's like most. Actually, this one is you know you can say it's not that new because it's it's ten years old now. It was founded in twenty fourteen. The focus of this brand is to make again. Extremely high quality watches for an, uh, for an affordable price, but to feature unique materials uh, either with, in the case or in the dial. And they use all kinds of crazy materials. They use like meteorite dials, they use, let's say, like old submarine metals, bronze, the Damascus, which, I, which, is, which is a titanium Damascus. So, you I'm know, sorry, they, they, they have, also have tourbillons. They make tourbillons. They have like high level crop, but they've had tourbillons. They have full sapphire cased watches as well. They have watches at $10,000. I'm not kidding. So they're no joke as well. <laughs> slightly different prices though for those watches. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that <laughs> they don't only make super affordable stuff, but they're making yeah. like ultra futuristic, high quality watches. 
can I walk you through the real quick? I just got to tell you. Sapphire. Yeah, yeah, go. Sapphire bezel, sandwich dial. So the indices are carved out into the dial itself. 200 meters of water resistance. Look, fully articulating bracelet. The bracelet, look, has a micro adjust. So you just have to push and adjust here to get those additional, um, mm -hmm. the additional length that you need. Fully milled clasp. Screw links. Whoops. Screw. Uh -oh. Yeah. You just scratched just everything. broke my computer. Just just, yeah. <laughs> it, it fell through the floor on the, the, the basement. Also, I also said it. Sapphire bezel, also lumen, uh, loomed bezel, um, and a meteorite dial. This thing was like 350 US. That's crazy. What's the movement that's, again in it? Oh, just a Seiko NH35. Okay, that's why they can charge like, so little. Because it's a Seiko NH35. And then... Think of Esca now, right? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to justify. Like they have to, they have to beat that. Uh, this thing is you know, amazing. To, to be appealing. Yeah. But yes. So okay, maybe maybe it's gonna be easier for me to decide if I want to get a Zillows or not because they are amazing. Some of them, like some of them, for me, I hit and miss because again, designs are very creative. Very some, creative. Some colors just don't work for me, right? Yeah. Some of them are. Some of them I see and I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. Like the, there's a swordfish that has a bronze burnt orange oh, yeah that's so the one nice. i really wanted to get recently <laughs> yeah the bronze so case nice. and the burnt orange dial dude, yeah there's it's videos. Like oh dude. it's so nice and at least look here's the other thing it's very it's limited us dollars by the way and it will sell out so you get it and if you don't like it you'll sell it for at least what you got for it more what for it there's really no risk in this one it is very pretty yeah yeah so yes uh, i highly recommend anybody listening to go check out zealous's website they have so many interesting things and Again, they're built like tanks. Uh, I can, I can, I can confirm. <laughs> I can confirm that. Yeah. Um, okay, Zelos. I had them on my list here. Also, you want nah. some credibility? You want some? You're looking for a great watch under five hundred dollars? Go shop at Poliet Twenty Four. Julian Kampman out of Germany took over the name of po the the Poliet uh, name, and he sells watches branded Poliet. So you go, whatever. He's just getting building watches in China. And then he's just br um, branding them Poliot and leveraging that. Wait a minute here. He also carries a bunch of watches that you can get that have original new old stock movements. I find that that has a lot of cachet. I shared on this podcast the Red Star that I bought from Julian um, that I thought was a really cool uh, watch here. Hold on. The... So the Red Star had, which is a very, very affordable watch. I think I paid like $200 uh, for that uh, watch itself. But what's really cool about um, um, the Red Star. And is this the one that has like subdials that are all different shapes? Yes, some of those Red Stars. But the one that I'm talking about, in the 1960s, the Chinese government required that all factories create a unified movement manufacturing, and then there were no Chinese watches, Chinese design. So the uh, Tianjin factories, ST5 was developed, was first the Chinese movement that, um, to be designed, developed, and manufactured in China. So the owner of Red Star ended up, who worked for Seagull, um, collected all of these ST5 movements all over China, and he was able to collect 1,200 ST5 movements over many years. So... What's happened is that this guy, Julian Katman, he disassembled, overhauled, and clean oiled. Like 300 of those movements came back to life. So what he did was he ended up um, building a watch that's like just a black dial, Arabic numerals, vintage luminous colors, cathedral style hands. Um, and he ended up putting this old ST5 movement within it. So it carries a lot of cachet, a lot of history. And you don't have to pay more than a couple of hundred bucks for this Red Star movement. Hold on, I have it here. I'll show it to you. So here's the example of this watch, a beautiful three-hander that has a classical movement. The strap was shite, but I ended up just swapping it out, a typical 20 millimeter strap, and it's just a gorgeous, very historical, accurate, not the greatest movement, but I think this watch I paid like 200 bucks for. And it's a very classic military and shape. And there's other watches with new old stock. Exactly. It's military shape, military design. It's even written ST5 on it. Uh, loomed hands, manual wine, cathedral. It's just a very easy, good-looking, I call it a great weekend watch, you know? You can wear it, not be afraid if anything happens to it. Very simple movement. Uh, and has some it has some cachet, something to talk about. Something a little bit different than a micro brand here. I thought this was cool with the new old stock movement. 
Uh, and while I'm on that, I'll just share another brand, Havan Tuvali. You can look them up. I think he's from Taiwan. The Taiwan Eric Ye is his name. And he's known for having found a whole bunch of old, uh, new old stock movements. And he ends up building very um, gorgeous and very unique design uh, watches. They're all made in Taiwan. So he has watches that are all under $500. I'll give you one called the Duodecima Plum Red. It is Chinese numeral. What's interesting is that the, the dial itself is made of uh, paper uh, that he ended up um, customizing uh, the, the paper themselves. Uh, what's cool about this, it's an old, new old stock Swiss A-Shield AS1537 Hanwan movement. But the watch is a very small, 34 by 37 millimeters. It has you know, beautiful uh, case to it, an exposed case back. Um, new old stock movements. These are all under 500 bucks. Tell me Very how cool. cool these watches look. It makes me think of that uh, integrated bracelet watch from Yema, right? That has a, a bit of a, like yeah. an octagon shape going Wristmaster. on. Wristmaster. But it, it, yeah, yeah. The, the design of dial is is very, very unique and very interesting. I really like it. Every one of them is handmade. He even says, I'm sorry, they're not going to be perfect because they have little mis mistakes, but it's because he did everything by hand or there's only a few of them made and then that's it. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. cool. Never right? heard of this before, very, but, very, uh, cool. very cool. He's a very nice guy. He's written, uh, he, he puts a handwritten letter when he, when he uh, sends out the watches, but definitely uh, a brand to, to be aware of because they're really great. Who do you have next? We're running out of time. I think I'll probably do one more. Remember of a soundbite. One more? All right. This is another brand that uh, I, I hear a lot about. It's and actually we talk about it quite a bit uh, because they do a lot of new releases. This is a brand, you know, made specifically to be tough, and it's called Boulder. They have Ooh, yeah. kind of also found this interesting niche in the market where they make watches that are using, let's say, cheaper um, Japanese movements that are affordable, but they focus a lot on the quality of the case and uh, robustness and like stuff like water resistance. One of their more famous uh, watches is the Venture. And there's a lot of different color variations. I really like the shape. It's more of a, like a, um, not a cushion. I'm trying to remember what the name of that shape is. But uh, Okay, so the Venture, I would tell you. Doo -doo -doo -doo. And I love the name of the guy who runs this company. Isn't it like Liang Liang? Something like that, yeah. And, it, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a watch that a company that associates with everybody with Colorado because they do kind of focus on the outdoorsy, specifically North American outdoor activities. But then the owner and the company is based out of you know, Singapore or something like that. Yeah. Which, you know, doesn't take away at all. Yes. It doesn't take away anything at all from uh, the company itself, but it's just that's an interesting fact, I think. Yeah. As you're looking for it, so like the Boulder Venture, it's a watch that, you know, it's a, it's a very comfortable, it's more of like a, like a, I'd say a field watch, but at the same time it has a, 200 meter of water resistance. It's a very unique case. It's a very interesting design. You don't see that a lot, especially in smaller brands. You know, they try to go maybe usually for a like a classy look that appeals to the more people. They don't, you know, they don't do adventurous things. But that Boulder case is a very unique looking case. The design is, uh, you know, it is Boulder. Four o'clock uh, is the crown guard. Well, sorry, is the crown at four o'clock. The watch itself has 200 meters of water resistance. And one of the versions of this watch, uh, the one that I'm looking at, is this called Venture Carbon Black. It has a titanium case yeah. in 30 millimeters. It's very cool. It comes on a NATO strap, and it's a high-quality looking strap as well. It's only 400 uh, US dollars. Um, it has a Seiko NH38 movement, so it's a 35 movement without a date. Like a super wearable, super nice-looking watch. Uh, from all the reviews I see about this brand, they make really high-quality stuff. They have a lot of different colors. I think they have pricier watches as well. They recently made this crazy, like a diver chronograph, chronograph yeah. that that does look like a Zelo says, like bigger brother in terms of like indestructibility. Yeah, there's some really great uh, divers there. Um, there's some really cool stuff. They recently, last year, they did the Venture Singularity that features that material that's not Vanta Black. It's called something else. Uh, it's called isn't it that uh, something that M, like Mus Muso Black? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's something like that. It's Muso Black that. Uh, basically, it absorbs 99.4% yeah. of light. Uh, I mean, it's very close. Like, I'm pretty sure I don't see the difference visually between 99.4 and 99.7, whatever the Vanta Black is. Speak for yourself. <laughs> cool watch. Sold out immediately. <laughs> 
So same watch, very cool. Like it's a very cool watch. More expensive, sold out immediately. But they have a lot of interesting, like limited versions. They have a chronograph as well that kind of looks uses the same venture case, but it's a chronograph with pushers. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's using a Seiko uh, VK movement because it's uh yeah VK64 and right. it's a four hundred dollar watch. They they have some really cool stuff. They also have more expensive things, I think, with automatic movements. But again, for each uh, to each their own. So you can find some really awesome stuff. Everything's gonna be very, very good. Um, I'm just gonna go here real quick. Let me just spit these out because I think they're worth mentioning. Micro brands, Brew, a new brand focused on coffee makes mechanic mecha quartz chronographs they also have some automatic watches now uh, single hand single three-handers makes some very beautiful watches from Jonathan Ferrer look him up Baltic although they're on the more expensive side and 500 euros they still have one that's like 300 euros the HMS or the HSS HHS whatever you can look them up three-hander beautiful watch um, right into that price range no longer micro brands selling upwards of 50,000 units as much as Panerai IWC. What kind of list could we mention without mentioning Seiko? The 5KX line. They have some great, that new um, Seiko um, Explorer option. So they have a white dial, a black dial, a steel bezel with the Seiko, uh, the, 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 the NH34, is it called? The GMT that they've just come out with that's being put into all of their watches. Their 5KX diver lines, that GMT. You can get them all under 600 bucks. A lot to argue about that. Very nice watches. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I didn't mention Seiko's, like all the yeah. all of the Seiko's, because we talk about That's why them I said all the time. Soundbite. Yeah, it's very obvious. And similarly, like Seiko, yeah, anything with an NH movement or maybe uh, the Mecha Quartz, you can get you can get like a speed timer Quartz, which is a great watch. But speaking of, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Mecha Quartz, like I didn't mention it again because I've talked about it so much already. I, it is the Nevada. The Nevada Grinch and I have the Chrono King. That's the Mecha Quartz. It's under 500 bucks. Yeah. It's super well built. Very nice watch. Like I've, and speaking I have zero about that, negative to say about to the Mecha Quartz, you saw them a lot, really have a, a moment, and they continue to have a moment, I think, with people beginning their watch collecting hobby is Dan Henry, who has, makes a lot of, of very popular watch collector, goes through different time periods and builds it was chronographs at the start he had in 1962 and 1972 and 1940 1930 he has like telemeters he has you know pilot style chronographs he has the unipa uni, uh, like the very universal geneve those like tri-compacts chronographs panda reverse panda he has the maverick the, which is the uh, top gun or porsche or fina tribute name is divers but very popular in the in the starter, um, I think, brand of watch communities. A lot of cachet. The guy knows how to design great watches. Uh, always competitive with like, well, why don't I just get a Timex that has the brand name behind it? They're nicely made, the uh, Dan Henrys. I also would be remiss to men not mention Orient, Kamasu, the Bambino, the new Mako 40, in-house movements. Those movements aren't being used by other companies. Also part of the Epson group like Seiko, but they kind of, you know, maybe a little bit more under the radar, which kind of gives them maybe that little bit cachet that not everyone has an Orient. Food for thought on that one. Yeah, I had to mention Orient. Yeah, no, 100%. There's a lot of those brands and I don't know, I don't think, no, Fair is a bit more expensive, but uh, they the, don't have anything. The other that's one that I had to mention bucks. as well that's also, that's German. Not maybe that, no, it's not German. Is Sternglass German? Scandinavian, but they have a, if you want a Bauhaus minimalist type watch, Sternglass has really stepped up their game. Very nice specs and they take their watchmaking seriously. But I will mention a German brand that you can get a pilot's watch from one of the original five of the uh, Luft, uh, Luftwaffe, the Luftwaffe. <laughs> no, Luftwaffe yeah, the, is a delicious uh, the, dessert. The, the, the five Luftwaffe. brands of the uh, German uh Pilot uh, group squadron, whatever you would call it, which was Vempe, Langunzan, yeah. Stova, Vempe, Langunzan, IWC, and Laco. I want to fish with Laco. IWC was the Laco. other one. Laco, you can buy some of their basic pilot watches all under 500 US dollars. 
You can get it for 400 some US dollars. Even Long Island Watch, when he does sales during Black Friday, you can get them all 20% off. You can get a Laco for $500 with the Mayona movement. You can even customize it, pay a little bit more. But that's worth also getting into the brand that's carries so much history behind it as well and has a credibility to make pilot watches as much more than anyone else since they've been doing it for such a long time and continue to do it. And they have pilot watches that go up into the multiple thousands of dollars. So you can get into a brand. Um, I had to mention them because I think there's a lot of, of bang for buck when it comes to Laco at that price range as well. Uh, but they don't have many boat watches. That they have a few, very few, and then it gets expensive pretty quick. But definitely a brand to look at there if you want to get German. And really, like me seeing that oof, uh, yeah, the Din the Frankfurt. watch, the GMT, oh, yeah, and their that, divers yeah, that, uh, so good, so yeah, that, so good. Uh, GMT was just, the Frankfurt, I think it was called. It's really nice, yeah. Uh, the, I don't. Uh, I have it. I've, I've been talking about recently. Let me just find it. I, I'm still looking at the name of. So it's Dustin Fontaine who started Sternglass. He was an engineering student in Germany, but I don't think he's from Germany. I, I think, think so too. I think you're right. He's like Sweden. Sweden it's not, Denmark, I, I want to say Sweden, or, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I think Sternglass was German. That's why I don't know why. I think so. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just it, it's just yeah. that it's kind of stuck in me, my head there. It's Din, so the one that I really like, it's the Laco yeah. Hamburg uh, Din, uh, Hamburg GMT Din 8330. That's the one that I really, really, really like. But that was like a $3,000 watch. I like the, which is the difference between the Hamburg and the Frankfurt the, in the colors? Which one is gray and black? I like the one that's gray. Uh, but I think they're different. I think they're different versions of the watch. No, I think they're the same. It's just the color. One's called Hamburg and uh, one's called Frankfurt, I think. While you're checking that. So for listeners out there, I think that that gives you a good example of just a bunch of great watches you can get under $500. And I think there's still some that we didn't even mention. We didn't talk about Tissot. We didn't talk about a lot of the typical brands that you can find. Just go to nomon.com. Just go to Joma Shop and start looking there. You'll find some really great watches for a really good price, especially on discount. Uh, so yeah, I found it. So the both of them are pilot's watches, obviously, because it's Laco. The Hamburg, they're very different design. They're a different shape. Oh, it's not the same one. They're both GMT watches, but they're not the same at all. So they have the Hamburg DIN 8330. That's a non-GMT. And they have a Hamburg GMT DIN 8330, which has like a gray, I think it's, I can't remember, I think it's, is it titanium? I think it's like brushed titanium or something like that. Okay. Uh, super well built. It, it's a gray case with orange markings. Uh, with a you know standard shape, it has like a crown at, at three o'clock with a crown guard. The mm. uh, the Frankfurt version, it's also a GMT. It has two uh, crowns at uh, at two, 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 at two o'clock and at four o'clock, both of crown guards. So as if like there's a like a small rotating inner bezel, maybe for whatever. Yeah, there's a rotating inner bezel. Right. But it's slightly different. Design-wise, design they're slightly different. I don't know if it's the same movement or not. So the, the Hamburg, the Frankfurt, sorry, the Frankfurt has a Celita 330, whereas the GMT DIN uh, oh, has a Celita SW330 also. Uh, they're pretty much the same. Yeah, they're, they're both, uh, I have to find, maybe this is going to be an exercise for our next conversation. There's a $1,000 difference between the two. I'm, I'm curious why. Because they, they look similar, just different designs. But slightly different. I, I really like the I really like the Hamburg version. Oh yeah, they're beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So guys, that wraps up our episode. We really hope that you enjoyed. If you have any picks that you want to share, please do. Uh, maybe brands in particular. I think we got into brands a little bit here too uh, that can offer watches under five hundred dollars that are worth it. But I hope that there were a few that you guys didn't maybe didn't learn about, didn't know about, and you you know discover them today. Have a look at them; they're really great. And if there's some that we didn't know. Please let us know. We'd love to hear about them. So, uh, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you like our podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Big Black Clock Watch and through email at info at bigblackclock.watch. Happy hunting, and we will see you on the next episode.